You're listening to Pole Parlor, a fun, inspiring podcast for all those bewitched by pole dance. Each week, your Madam Crimson Minx has candid conversation with unique, engaging individuals from within and around the pole dance community. Pole Parlor is passionate about preaching creativity, soulful sensuality, and empowerment through pole dance. You know how we do. Welcome everyone to Pole Parlor. This is episode 6, Pole Geek. I'm your host, Crimson Minx. On this episode, we have Jillian of Pole Geek. Pole Geek is Jillian's online persona and website where she shares the ups and downs of pole training, body love, and the path to a happier and more creative lifestyle. During our interview, we discuss Jillian's experience staying body positive as a thicker-sized dancer, placing realistic expectations on oneself as an amateur dancer, and the exciting potential for pole dance to expand in a creative, diverse manner. And don't forget to head over to the blog at poleparlor.com where you'll find Jillian's post-podcast interview where she shares her favorite photos, music, pole dance video, and more. Now on with our show. So welcome, Jillian of Pole Geek to the Pole Parlor Podcast. How are you today? I'm doing awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, I'm so excited to speak with you today. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you contacting me. I'm really thrilled to do this. Yes. So let's jump on in. How long have you been pole dancing and how did you originally discover pole dancing? Um, I actually just looked it up for this um, and I believe of as of this March, it's been four years uh, technically, I did do some classes in 2011, but I don't really count them too much because I didn't really com- commit to pole at that time. I just kind of was testing it out. Um, and how I got started is that a friend of mine who I was doing yoga with, she had started taking classes and she invited me to come along and try it out. And I kind of had no preconceived idea of what pole was. All I knew is I really wanted to do burlesque and I've always been really into burlesque. And I was like, oh, this is kind of like it, right? Like <laughs> it's it shares some things, right? And I like for me, I kind of thought of pole as like the stepping stone to burlesque, which is really <laughs> funny, <laughs> which is really like random. And uh, but I never kind of got there with it. I tried burlesque and I was like, nope, pole's for me. And that's kind of where I've stuck. Oh. So yeah. Yeah, I can see where they correlate. It's just like empowered chicks Mm -hmm. like dancing in one way or another so obviously they're very different but that's really that's a really interesting way to 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 have made you felt comfortable (laughs) to start it well I think that uh there's a lot of overlap in people who do both and there's a lot of burlesque dancers who I knew started in burlesque and then tried pole so I'm the only person I know who's done pole to get to burlesque, but then went back and stayed with pole. <laughs> oh, so glad you did because um, after you started your journey for a bit, you started an online community and um, presence as Pole Geek. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I discovered you because you have an online blog and you have social media and then you also write for um, Cleo's Rock and Pole and mm-hmm. Pole Sports organization and a bunch of others. And so um, where when did you start Pole Geek and what inspired you to do that? I think like many new pollers, 
when you first start, you become obsessed. <laughs> and like that's all you can think about. But you're new to it. So you only have so many poll friends or, or you're only so involved in the community. So you end up uh, talking the ear off of non-polars around you all the time and being very frustrated at why they don't understand why this should all be so exciting. Um, so that <laughs> that was me with, with my boyfriend who was, you know, very supportive and, and never complained about it, never had a problem with it. But I got very frustrated that he didn't understand when he was supposed to be excited, what he was supposed to be excited. I was like, no, don't you understand what I'm telling you? This is this is a big deal. So I started Polgy kind of as a outlet to kind of be able to talk about it as much as I wanted to talk about it without feeling like I was annoying people around me. <laughs> and also just as a way to um, write about my journey. And I, I often find writing as a way to kind of work through my feelings about stuff. So it, it kind of just started as that. It's just an outlet uh, for me to share what poll was to me and my the beginning of my journey at that point. And did you start it right away back at, back four years ago when you started it? No, I actually started it about a year into it. Okay. So, yeah. And has it grown into something different at this point since it's been a while? Yeah, definitely. Um, I still share my journey and usually I, those are like my complainy posts. I, I mean, I don't <laughs> find them like, I don't think it's bad to complain or, or to just uh, vent, yeah. but those are what they tend to be. But I've also really learned from my readers and messages that I get or comments I get what kind of is missing um, sometimes from the rest of the poll community. Not that they are, you know, failing in any way. They're just providing a different service or they're providing different information. Exactly. Um, That's the better way to put it. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) so I, I kind of saw what a lot of newer pollers or pollers with non-traditional poll bodies were missing. And I wanted to fill that need. And I wanted to provide resources for pollers who have a hard time finding pollware that fits them correctly, whether it's their larger sizes or they have different proportions. Um, I wanted to find, uh, give a space to talk about those kind of negative feelings that we sometimes get but um, so much of the poll community is sharing these amazing, beautiful final pictures and these amazing, beautiful poll stars doing crazy routines. And it's so inspiring, but at a certain, at a certain point, it can be intimidating too. So I want Poll Geek to be a place and I'm working towards it and growing towards it being a space that's very body positive, sex positive place for the everyday polar. So I, yeah, I think that's why I originally connected so strongly to you because I was like, oh, finally, like, <laughs> let's be real. So many of us are just amateurs, obsessed yeah. amateurs. Yes. Let's be clear. <laughs> but not professional athletes. And so, you know, there's all different perspectives. And I love following the people who have made it a career. Mm-hmm. And it's fascinating. But then there's also that comfort of knowing, like, it's okay to remain amateur mm-hmm. and to still be obsessed. And we still want to talk about it all the time. And, like, let's be positive about it. Um, and so you brought up some of these topics that you, Mm -hmm. um, speak about on your blog. Um, and one of them is being body positive. Mm -hmm. And so, 
Um, and I know that you shared a lot about this. So can you speak more to your experience of being like a non-traditional athlete in the pole community, mm-hmm. like a thicker size pole dancer? Yeah. Cool. Absolutely. Um, so for me, and I'm going to go in a little bit of a story so you can cut me off if I get too long. I love stories. <laughs> Take as long as you want. <laughs> so I've always loved to dance from when I was really young um, up until through college. And I did ballet and jazz and tap and hip hop and swing and, and basically anything I could get my hands on. But I never ended up staying with them very long because it would become very clear to me in any dance form that I was doing um, that I was being given different roles or different positions based on my size. So it would be very frustrating to be of the same level as the students around me, but because of my size, I would be put in the back or because of my size, I was given often the male role. And I have no problem doing traditionally gender, like male gendered roles. That's not a problem. But, um, it was an issue when I felt like I wasn't getting the same experience as other dancers. So I kind of would end up dropping out of these dance styles pretty quickly because I would get so frustrated with them. And it took me a while to kind of be like, okay, I'm really missing moving my body in that way, having that place to express myself. I'm going to give it a try with pole. And pole was completely different because I walked into the room and I was like, oh my God, This is not me walking into the room where I see one type of body and then I walk in and it's like, you know, I feel so out of place. It was a room full of women of all different sizes, all different ages, all different backgrounds, races, just how they identify themselves. It was all different. And I just felt like, oh, okay, it's fine. Like I'm not going to be forced into any specific box because of what I look like. And that was a really empowering place to start. And that's really, I think, what kind of grabbed me with pole and made me really excited about the community itself and how kind of naturally body positive it is. Um, it's not perfect. <laughs> I will say that. Uh, and I, I do think um, there is, I see it the most in online communities as well as usually online, like amateur communities. So when you are on, you know, you're a pole dancer.com or the Facebook group whose name is very long and I can't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Or Roz created a celebrating plus size polars group. And I find that very empowering. I love Roz. Yes. Yes. She's awesome. Um, Roz the pole diva, if you guys (laughs) don't know. Look up pole geek, look up Roz. If Mm -hmm. You know, these are two really outspoken, positive people in the community, and we need to support them because I think it's really important that your guy's voice is heard because I that's your experience of walking in and feeling really comfortable. I, I mm-hmm. just hope that it's it remains that way because I do too. You know, you don't want it to become this intimidating thing where all of a sudden it's just, you know, 20-year-old athletes who mm-hmm. are able to feel comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's what I talk about. Um, well, the other place that I, I find really body positive is in classes themselves. Yeah. Um, that community within a studio, especially if it's a studio that focuses um, on promoting that, like women connecting with their bodies and men connecting with their bodies and feeling more comfortable, they kind of naturally breed a really positive community that you can't really get anywhere else. 
um, or you would hope you could, but it, it seems to be very specific to pull. One of the things that I find a little uh, disconcerting, might, maybe is my word for it, is as I've gone up in levels within pole, it's a little bit dwindled. Like that, that body positive focus has just kind of taken a back seat to really drilling, being super competitive, really trick focused. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I just hope that those two ideas can live together um, a little bit more harmoniously. Like I, I often feel if I'm in a class that is very trick focused, very competitive, that different body types aren't necessarily given the same attention or same variation. So the teacher may only have one way to teach something. Interesting. Um, and the best teachers I know have the capability of teaching incredibly difficult tricks, but giving people it multiple ways to approach it or multiple steps to get into it so that no matter the level of student that's in it, everyone's able to approach it or um, go or at least um, try it a little bit, at least mm. get a couple steps into it so they feel like they're working towards something. And they are. Yes. So I hope that as I feel this community and poll in general become more competitive and become more sporty versus, you know, sensuality and uh, body positive and things like that, that we don't miss those things. Mm -hmm. If yeah. that makes sense. If I didn't go on too much of a tangent there. No, not at all. I think that makes complete sense. I think that's something that people should be aware of, especially as people um, evolve into teachers. Mm -hmm. is that um, it's it's important to be aware of all the students in your class and, and that people have different abilities and different needs and that we, you know, taking the class that we still want to feel successful in one way yes. or another. And if it's, I can't do that whole combo, but like still nurture me to kind of get that one, that, yeah, that, absolutely. A, a part of it and just to be able to be uh, open-minded with um with how you teach and expectations from students. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I, I never think it's about, it should never be about trying to dumb down stuff or yeah. make it so everyone can do everything at all times. But I do think that with small tricks like that you're talking about, that you can absolutely have a very competitive class, a very competitive school that also welcomes all bodies and all ages and all backgrounds. Exactly, because in competition, there's level one, two, three, four, you know, there's mm -hmm. all different levels in competition. So that yeah. should be reflected within the studios as well. Yeah, I, I love when I can see a teacher who really grasps that. I think they're so special. And, and not that um, I think that the people who don't do that are, are terrible or anything like that. It's <laughs> just that it, it takes a special instructor to be able to be aware of all the needs that are going on at all times. Um, and yeah, they have a tough job. I, they do. I give it to them. <laughs> so, you know, a big applaud for all the teachers out exactly. there. And then hopefully all this information just helps, you know, helps them yeah. grow and become better. So, um, and then, so have you had any experiences? Um, Cause we spoke to, you know, how we connect within the poll community. Mm -hmm. Have you had any 
uh, anything you want to talk about with your experience outside of the pool community with um, kind of the stance and the voice that you've created for yourself online? Um, do you mean how like outsiders have kind of viewed? Yes. What I do? Okay. Have you had any interactions or? Um, I, you know, what's the funniest thing is I don't post much or any poll to my personal Facebook page. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Just because I figured, (laughs) I just figured if you're interested in it, then you'll follow the Facebook, like Facebook page. Um, I do have, I think my profile picture is a poll picture actually, but other than that, it's really nothing on there is poll specific, but Every wedding I go to, every family function I go to, every, anytime I see friends who have no connection to pole whatsoever, that is always what they talk to me about. They're always asking questions about it. Um, I was at a friend's wedding a couple weeks ago, and I had old high school people who I haven't talked to in years who came up to me and were like, oh, can I come take your class? Can I do this? You know, And I was like, oh, okay. Like, that's, I haven't talked to you in five years, but that's what we're going to talk about. Okay, cool. Um, so for friends or acquaintances, people I meet in real life, it's all very, very positive. Uh, I've never had anyone say any negative things about it. I think there are sometimes misconceptions, uh, such as that only women do it. Mm-hmm. So that I, that always is like a big shock when I'm like, oh, yeah, you can come. We have co-ed classes. And like, what? <laughs> and I was like, yes, boys pull too. Yes. Um, but I don't – and I, then I did have my grandmother once say, isn't that just for seducing men? And I was like, well, if you want it to be, it can. <laughs> That's up to you. It's not the downside of it, but <laughs> – oh, Basically, it's just a pole that you get to choose how you want to move around it. If you want to seduce men with that pole, go for it. Yeah. If you want to do pull-ups, go for it. Nothing wrong with it. Um, so it's been mostly positive. I have had uh, – a few negative comments on social media, nothing too terrible, typically not about pole itself. It's usually about my body. Uh, I posted one, and I think you messaged me about it, specifically citing it, which was uh, a post that I did, I think my last post, which was about like, why do we hate plus-size athletes? And it specifically was talking about a yogi who had a really positive message about body acceptance and she was an instructor and the comments that people wrote about her were just terrible and horrible. And you're like, this is a person who's promoting a healthy lifestyle for everyone. What is, what is bad is about that. But in that post, I also shared my own experience with using Periscope for the first time. And if you've ever used Periscope. It's awful. It's trolls. It, yeah. I mean, I love Periscope for all you who love Periscope. But <laughs> I follow pool people on it. I'm probably – I obviously keep it positive. But the few times I've used it, mm-hmm. where are these people coming from? It's like I the worst know. trolls from YouTube all get together and they find you on Periscope. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the hard thing is, especially if you're pulling, you probably have your – camera set up somewhere and then you're just doing your thing (laughs) so you don't know until you like watch it back and you're like oh my god like what is wrong with these people so that was probably the most like really attacked I've ever felt and I would love to say that it didn't affect me at all that I was totally fine but that's a lie it totally hit me I totally cried I totally it hit me right where it hurts and uh It'll be a little bit of time till I get back on Periscope. 
Yeah. For those if who I don't do, know, I... you can check um, poll, the Polkey blog <laughs> because you wrote about your experience. Yes. Essentially, Jillian had videoed herself pole dancing and on Periscope, for those who don't know, it's kind of like a live feed and um, people can just comment whatever. And people were just really rude. But I'll tell you right now, like I follow like spiritual people and like tarot readers and just like really like you would think the most innocuous um, people ever. And they'll be like, oh, you know, talking about meditation as a positive thing. And then some, somebody would be in there like, ah, you ugly bitch. Like, fuck (laughs) you. Like, where are these people coming from? How did you find this feed? So I hope and if in any way that helps you that these are just angry people looking to direct their hate to, to anyone who's putting themselves out there. And I, I'm sorry that you had to deal with that, but it is just the reality of putting yourself out it there is. in any way. <laughs> it absolutely is. And then that's the thing is I absolutely know that and I knew going into that. It's just I think I was pretty lucky like the whole time. I think that I've I've been pretty good with the responses. I would get occasional ones. Um, but I was like, oh, okay. You know, I, I guess this is my time to – to deal with the the trolls. I haven't had too much of it yet. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of paying my dues. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, it's yeah. part of the deal. Uh, it's a yeah. shame, but it is reality. And it is, mm-hmm. I'm glad that you're open to talk about it because mm-hmm. I know that so many people in the poll community deal with that in one way mm-hmm. or another, whether it's, you know, an experience with me is that I have maybe like three poll photos on my personal yeah. uh, Facebook and a friend had told me that uh, someone that we mutually knew from high school asked her, is, is she a stripper now? And it was just, <laughs> oh my goodness, like it didn't even occur to me that someone would kind of take it so twist it where I was like oh no that was me performing at my studio wasn't that so fun and it and and she did mean it in a negative way as the Mm -hmm. I won't continue the conversation but which you know I was able to brush off but we have this fear of like if that's someone that semi knows me you know that there is some you know other people who you don't know that come across you they feel really entitled to have opinions about you when they don't know anything about you and it's and it's the reality of the stigma attached to poll, which all of us putting ourselves out there and educating mm-hmm. people about is what is going to change that. But the reality is now is that people aren't aware of even pole dance is this positive experience for yeah. for all of us that choose to to partake. Well, I think for me, uh, I love the strippers. I love what yes. they've brought to poll. I love what they've created, and I love how we can build off of that. And I have no problem if someone wants to ask me, hey, are you a stripper? And I can say, no, I'm not. But here's a great strip club you can go to. I have no problem with it. But I do think, and like you said, just the awareness of that it's so much, that poll is so many things to so many different people. And like, that's kind of what the message that I, I hope I can get out along with everything else (laughs) (laughs) that it just can be so many things and there's really no wrong answer to it. As long as we're all supporting each other as as much as we can in in our differences, I certainly don't want to promote one over the other because it took me a while to realize that people just do pole for fitness. Like, I know that sounds crazy, but it really did. I was like, oh, people literally just use the pole for pull-ups and getting into a pose that they hold once and they come down and they repeat it. I was like, 
that never occurred to me. Like it took me years in poll to realize that that was a whole world <laughs> of people yes. who were really just into poll for purely fitness reasons. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work for me. I couldn't do it, but more power to them if it works for them. And I just think the more we can kind of expose the many sides of poll, the better we are. And the more uh, yeah. people we can include. I love, yeah, I agree that. And I, I spoke with Anne-Marie Davies um, a couple episodes ago. And, you know, just to reiterate this, we, you know, respected the strippers as being, you know, the the ones who kind of brought contemporary poll into existence. Um, but also people just want to be correctly identified. So yeah. it's not like, oh, I'm hating on you for this wet, for this or that. Yeah. Um, I It's not that. I haven't like was offended that someone thought that I was a stripper. It was more like, no, I just want to be correctly identified. Like yeah. she said, like, I'm not a tennis player. Don't call me a tennis player if I'm not a tennis player, <laughs> but I'm nothing against tennis players. So I thought that was funny, <laughs> but yes, it's, it's such a difficult discussion to have because I know I'm more with you where, why would you, that doesn't sound fun. Just lifting yeah. yourself up and down pole, but like, amen, that's so cool. It's a tool for that. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's going to change. It's going to evolve. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to evolve into different segments that um, appeal to different people. But it's just so rad that we can all respect each other as yeah. opposed to getting angry that people um, perhaps don't are, don't feel inclined to practice one way or the other. So yeah. I think we were talking about it a little bit earlier about just some or I was about the concerns <laughs> of as the community grows and becoming more focused on competitive, of, of losing some of that more sensual artistry that, that comes with pole. And I think what my hope is, oh, I think you asked me this question later, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. I'll, I'll just attack it now. Um, I think one of my hopes for the pole community is instead of just seeming to try to push to be higher levels more respect in a technical way, more like Olympics and all that stuff. I don't really care if the poll gets into Olympics. That's fine with me. I will probably watch it, (laughs) but it's not my cause. Uh, Is that I hope instead of just improving or focusing on reaching higher levels within the world of sports, that we just expand out. So we can expand up into the levels of sports, but we can also expand out into different dance styles around the pole, different fitness styles around the pole, different levels of students. I hope that we can just grow and expand larger versus just going up in so our true. our technical abilities. That makes any sense. Yes, because and I spoke with Tanya Kay uh, on last week's episode Love about. Tanya. Yeah, she's so rad and. Um, that um, bring you know bringing the entertainment into mm-hmm. it as well. That's another I- I avenue where we can expand as pole dancers. Yeah. Like, how do we make this more entertaining for people? How do we bring this into the world? And people who are pole dancers, how do we get them respected as entertainers and paid mm-hmm. as entertainers? And that is just another way for it to expand. So that's you put that in a really clear way. Um, I like that. <laughs> so yes, how can we just expand to be more well rounded in general? Yeah. It's one of the things that I see, like, I love what Tanya is doing with the pinup pole show. I think that's so fun. 
Uh, I also like when people start combining things with pole. I know one of their routines in the show is like roller skating and pole. I know, you know, when people pull silks off of poles or they have the hoop on the top of the pole. I just love that creativity and new approaches that people can take to it or spinning pole or um, not spinning pole, uh, the flying pole. Or, oh my gosh, that looks yeah. so scary. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I was watching a video. I I forgot what talent show it was, but sh- this girl was amazing. But I was like, I'm so scared for you yeah. this whole time. It's beautiful, but I'm so scared. Uh, there's the other one where called, they but- they have it attached at the bottom, but then they have the the uh, sh- some sort of metal um, attachment like not string rope attachment from the top so that it swings out to the side. I've never seen that. Wow. It is amazing. And I feel like to me, that's like kind of a combination of doing like a little bit of hoop where you have a, a, a horizontal surface, like pole to hang off of yeah. and having pole. And that's less scary to me that I really want to try. Because you're closer oh. to the ground. I you're wish <laughs> <laughs> I forget. Um, I think you, you may be able to look it up on YouTube, but, um, an amazing pole dancer named Leah Costa did this performance um, at a show here in um, downtown Los Angeles called Lucha Boom, and she did what we were speaking about, which was this um, aerial pole. It's just attached from the ceiling, but she was like high as hell off the ground just doing pole but with no floor beneath her over a um a lucha libre wrestling rink where she could have just fallen to her death but she was she's so good and confident but um i'm sorry i'll put it in the show notes i'll look up i what this apparatus is called in case anyone wants to look it up but it's (laughs) just people are really pushing the limits of yeah i love that i like let's just get creative with it let's (laughs) you know let's stick some shit on that pole let's wear crazy costume like to me that's that's the really exciting part of pole and and pole being newer it's you know I mean I'm not sure how long pole technically as a activity that non-strippers did has been around um but I I still think it's definitely early in its so early in its history so we have so many places we can go with it and that's what I'm really excited excited about that Totally. And then so, you know, we just kind of brought it to this place of there's so many different opportunities and so Mm -hmm. many different things to do and so much excitement in it, which brings me to my next question, which is something (laughs) else you've openly spoken about, um, which is that, guys, sometimes we you just need to take a damn break from pole dancing and you cannot beat yourself up over yeah. it and you've spoken to it you're the one of the few people I had seen that will just openly talk and say you know what I don't want to feel bad about th- why do I feel so bad if taking yeah. like a month or two off from pole mm-hmm. so um is there any advice that through your experience that you can give on like how we can be okay if we need to just take a break from pole dancing and not feel completely awful uh, well, I, I will say, and maybe this isn't great, but I definitely feel guilt about it. And I, but I also feel terrible for feeling guilt because I know I should not be feeling guilty. That's like double guilt right there. Yes. <laughs> so it just stacks one on top of the other. Yeah. Um, uh, with, I think that unless you are 
a pole, like a professional polar. That's your entire life. You teach, you compete, you uh, are, you know, ha- are sponsored, all these sorts of things. You're a professional athlete. <laughs> You're a pro- professional athlete. Pole is not the entirety of your life. It just isn't and it shouldn't be. You have... And, and even if you're professional, you've got other stuff going on too. <laughs> you're allowed but to have a life too. But. You're allowed to have a life too. <laughs> but if you're a professional, you might have to push through those tough times just because it's your job. Mm-hmm. But if it's not your job, this is meant to be something that's fun and enjoyable and makes you feel better and makes you feel healthy and gives you a creative outlet. And if it's not doing that for you, then it's not serving the purpose, like its purpose. So you can take a break. You can step back and say, okay, I have been nourishing this pole side of myself for very long. I need to nourish a different part of myself than I've been neglecting. So I have, I think it is totally fine. And I think everyone should do it when they are feeling like, look, I just can't do another week of this. I can't, I need to like sit home and Netflix. I need to worry about the work that I'm behind on. Like, and sometimes that's it. Especially when I started pole, I was so obsessed with it that I felt other parts of my life kind of not progress as I wanted it to because so much of my attention was on pole. But pole is a hobby for me and it shouldn't take over in such a way that it's hurting relationships or that it's not giving me time with my friends or it's not giving me time to work on my career in the way that I want it to. So I would just say that pole is a part of yourself, just as every other thing is a part of yourself, and you have to nourish all those parts. And sometimes you can't do it in perfect equal proportion. So you have to focus on one on one time, then take a break from that, focus on the other, and kind of work your way around to it. And also know that you'll eventually come back to pole. It's going to happen. You love it. It's there. It's not going to go anywhere. It's okay. Yeah, guys, don't I, – just because I've seen it so many times, mm-hmm. don't put yourself into a state of exhaustion Yeah, because you don't want to miss a week of pull. Also <laughs> – Or a month of pull. Oh, cool. Or a few months of pull. It's going to be there. The, the community is, is not going anywhere. <laughs> it's – don't forget to take care of yourself and and water those other aspects of your life, like your job and your relationships yeah. and other hobbies. <laughs> and, you know, just getting out of the pole studio sometimes, you know, living in the world that it isn't just your little pole bubble. That's, that's important sometimes. Also, there's people who are so motivated in pole, and that's awesome, but they do it to a point of causing themselves injury, mm-hmm. and then they're out for six months. When if they if they would have taken a nice little break for a week or two, they could have continued on their path. And it, it's just I understand it. You get really excited about it. You see progress. You want to keep going at it. You don't want a little thing like an injury or yeah. something sore to to slow you down. But oftentimes, taking that break, letting your body heal, you come back stronger than ever. That's the amazing thing is when you take a break and you're able to do pull moves after that break that you were struggling with before it. So yeah, and you're, you're more excited. You're more inspired. Mm-hmm. So listen to your body, care for your physical and mental health, <laughs> and know that sometimes the break is what you need to actually come mm-hmm. back better and stronger and more excited. 
I, my little tip for it, though, especially if you know you're going to have to take a longer break. Yes. You know, you've got something going on in school or work that you need to take a longer break for. I would recommend finding something else, whether it's focusing on flexibility or conditioning or something, that you can just do a little bit every day or a couple times a week if it's just at your home, something that's not stressful, so that when you are doing it, you're feeling like, okay, maybe I'm not making the progress that I would if I was in the studio, but I'm making progress, more progress than I would if I was doing nothing. There you so go. it's like, maybe I'll come back and I won't be quite as strong as I used to be, but I'll get some flexibility in. Or maybe I won't be as flexible or have the newest trick, but I'll get some strength in. Yeah. So you can kind of That's a good slowly tip. work it in. Yeah. I like that. And so, um, as you said, pole dancing is not your profession. It's not your life. Um, you are actually a clothing and costume designer by trade, yeah. which is really cool. <laughs> and so I thought I'd tap you to see if you had um, any favorite ways for us um, people that don't have sewing machines or really know mm-hmm. how to sew. Do you have any um, ways that you like to spruce up your pole wear um, that doesn't involve being a professional seamstress. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually so many ways to to really alter and change and, and update or add sparkle to pole clothing. I'm not sure if I have a specific tip. I was trying to think of what I could give you that would be like, you know, something everyone could go home and do. But I have more general ones, so I hope that's that's good. Yeah. One is to say that look outside the pole community for inspiration because there's a lot of great stuff in the pole community, but it's just there's a whole big world of lingerie, of swimsuits, of cosplay ideas that can really give you unique ways to transform your uh, sports bra and pole shorts. You know, you can take that, you can add on straps, you can add on rhinestones, but you can also look to different designers who are adding on lace and applique and things that you can go into a Joann's and find little pieces for and add them on. I would say that it's kind of our, our standard way as, as pollers who we all tend to be pretty obsessed with sparkle. It's like when in doubt, you just add sparkle on. <laughs> and I think that's great. And you should do that. But don't limit yourself to just rhinestones. There's so many things that you can add on of sequins that add sparkle. You can add on the lace. You can add on the appliques. You can add on little, if you want to have a crazy Lady Gaga outfit, you could sew on stuffed animals if you want to. You can <laughs> you can just kind of like, there's no limits to it. Just like pole in general, where we're really expanding and there's we're seeing that there's really no limit to how creative we can get. You can also get like really creative with pole stuff. It doesn't just have to be a sports bra and the pole shorts. We can add a ton of crap on top of it and, uh-huh. or, or mix it up or cut. Yeah. Cutting is a good one too. And uh, my one more specific tip is if you are rhinestoning, a way to get like really good sparkle, more than just like a flat sparkle that you get with using one type of rhinestone, is vary the size of the rhinestones you're using. And the colors. So if you're using red rhinestones, like a solid standard red, use a darker crimson, use a lighter pink, mix them up, mix up the sizes. And just from the stage, it's going to look more interesting. It'll look more like a very, very sparkly and uh, draw a little bit more interest than a flat sparkle of a singular color in the singular size, if that makes any sense. 
Yeah, see, I would have never known that since, <laughs> but that's your expertise. So. <laughs> and you share lots of other tips and, and mm -hmm. projects like that on your site. So um, people can go check that out and, and search as well if you're getting even more ambitious. Yeah, and if people have any I, like any questions about any costume stuff or DIY stuff or they want stuff I want to, you want me to tackle, send me a message. I'm totally up for it. I love doing DIY stuff. I want to do more of it. So give me an excuse to do that, please. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yes. Reach out to her. <laughs> okay. So um, now we're going to start wrapping things up with our standard closing questions. Um, and so this first one, which I'm always interested to see what people say, but who is Pole Geek's pole crush? Uh, <laughs> I do not have a singular pole crush. It is too hard. <laughs> I have crushes in all different areas. I have like style crushes. I have like pole community crushes. Uh, so I'm going to try to be brief with it. Cool. With pole dance style specifically, like I'm really into polers who are very like strong in their sexy. You know what I mean? Bad so, bitches. I call them bad bitches. I don't know. <laughs> so I love, um, uh, Elena Onshenko. Mm -hmm. She is amazing, especially I've taken a few of her choreography classes and die every single time, but she is amazing. And um, Adrienne Strauss, Adrienne Strauss, yes, uh, she is fantastic. I love, love, love like the body wave she brings to everything. She's a contortionist and, too, right? Yeah, she's, okay. yeah, I'm pretty obsessed with contortionists <laughs> too, especially contortionists like who are more back flexy. It's 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 a weird like kind of selfish thing that I have where I see polars who have similar things that I'm good at, but I'm I'm good at on a, a much 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 smaller scale. <laughs> so so to me it's like watching them. I was like that maybe could be my future if all I did was pole twenty four seven. So that's kind of how I am sometimes. I was like, yeah, I, I'm I have a flexi back. <laughs> I like to do body rolls. So. Yeah. <laughs> so those are often people who I get inspired by is I, I feel sort of a connection. Can with them. Yeah, I, I can relate to the way that they naturally move their body because it kind of corresponds to how I naturally move my body. So <laughs> and, and I could go on with that list. Lou Landers, too. I love Lou Landers. Mm -hmm. I've been pretty obsessed in following her um, Instagram account. Yeah. And then I have to go to people who I'm inspired by their personal journey and what they're putting out into the pole community. And that is absolutely Roz. I love Roz. She is amazing. I love her spirit in all of it. I just love her attitude. And some of the moves she can do is, is just insane beast mode. Yeah, love it. Just a, just a little um... – to, to let everyone know, I have been speaking with Roz. She will be on the podcast coming up Yay. soon. So you will get some more Roz loving. <laughs> loving because she is she's so rad. So, yes, that is such a good a pull mm -hmm. crush to have. And then also uh, Lux ATL. Yes. Okay. Is that how you say her last name, ATL? That's what I say. I think it's Lux ATL. I've okay. taken her – her work, I love Lux, and I've taken her workshops, and I think it could be Lux Atlanta or Lux ATL. We're gonna go with that. We know sure. who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you don't know Lux, then. <laughs> uh, and I, I really love her message that she brings to it, and her focus on empowering women 
in her classes. I've seen a few of her interviews with different people, and I really appreciate how she talks about pole. Uh, and then I have Tasha, also Tasha Ausstrander. She is she is now taking over Dangerous Curves, uh, the plus size uh, pole competition. Where's that? And that is going to be held in Denver, I believe. Okay, cool. I think it's still being worked out. So Roz kind of passed the torch to her. And I've been really enjoying her posts. She posts a lot in the Celebrating Plus Size Polars group and uh, her sharing her tips and tricks on how to get into things. So yeah, I I could probably go on forever with all the polars who I have a crush on. I know, but it's just proof of like a well-rounded polars that you love and appreciate people from all different aspects of it and for all different reasons. So I know I don't think I could answer that question myself. So I think you did a good job. (laughs) And then we talked about it already, um, how you would like to see the poll community Mm -hmm. evolve over the next five years, which is as you so eloquently said, you'd like to see it expand outwards in all directions. Mm -hmm. Um, Is there anything you want to add to that? I I feel like I want to see what – what new avenues I haven't even thought of poll going into that people come up with, like ways that poll can be used, ways that poll can be shared with the world. I want to see what crazy things people come up with. <laughs> and my only hope is that we just don't get stuck in one path. Mm-hmm. As many paths as possible. That's all I want. Cool. I, I just want everything. So if we could just do all of it. I just want it that, all. <laughs> that would be great. Dream big. <laughs> Um, great. And then, so is there anything that you have coming up um, with Jillian or Pole Geek that you want to share with the audience? Uh, yeah, I'm actually going to be compete or not competing. I will be performing with the Dangerous Curves All-Star Group at PoleCon International, our international pole convention in Fort Worth, Texas in June. So if you so are cool. coming, make sure to stop by and watch us all perform. It'll be awesome. That's so exciting. <laughs> and then your can you share your website and your social media handles too? Sure. Uh, it is polgeek.net is the site. And you can go to Polgeek blog on Facebook, poll underscore geek on Instagram and Twitter. I, I'm a little more active on Instagram than I am on Twitter, but follow me on both. Okay. Will do. (laughs) And then finally is, can you leave us with an empowering message today? Goodness. Uh, There, I just posted about it. So if you've already seen it and then are are watching this, sorry, you're getting it. You're getting double duty with it. But I think it's important, um, especially when we're the stuff we've been talking about as everyday polars. There was a image that I shared from uh, a different plus size yogi who I quite admire. And it was just uh, an image that said, her accomplishments are not your failure. Mm -hmm. And I find that so empowering as a way to support other people in the community without feeling guilty or bad for not following that other person's path. So you can follow your own path. You can make mistakes. You can love different things. You can hate different things. She can rock something else and nail it. And this other polar winning awards, 
going the traditional pole star path does not make your journey any less valid, any less successful. So, Preach. That's what I got. I, that, <laughs> that, was re- that was the perfect way to wrap it up. I feel like that encapsulate, encapsulates your message. So yeah, great job. I'm so glad um, that I was able to talk to you today and just keep on Keep Thanks. on with your message and keep on uh, with Pole Geek and Jillian. And um, uh, thank you again so much for taking thank the time you. to share with us today. Thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs> thank you for listening to the Pole Parlor podcast. Want more? Visit poleparlor.com for show notes and to link to the Facebook group where you can connect with other poleaholics and continue the conversation. Listen to past episodes and subscribe to new episodes on the website, YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Lots of love, babes. Thanks for listening.